This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by ComicBookClick.com. That's it, people. ComicBookClick.com is the one stop for all things Comic Book Click, our merchandise, our articles, and every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Visit ComicBookClick.com and remember, you, yes, you are worthy. Everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. I am Dan the Comic Book Man. Dan the Comic Book Man is here, and we we have a confession to make. Uh oh. We sort of kind of dropped the ball. Dan, there was a movie that came out in 2020, a feature film, if you will, that we did not cover. We didn't. For the, for the year. Uh, it was on the schedule, full transparency, at several different points, and just kept getting moved and replaced by better things. Just say maybe. It. Better things. Better maybe things. Maybe better things. We covered Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Yeah, we did. We did. So there we go. And that was fun. Um, but we're back. We're here to do our due diligence. You come here for the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. So if we're not covering the latest, even if it's not the greatest, then we're dropping the ball. Uh, So we are here to talk about the New Mutants film, a film so great it was threatened to come out five different times uh, over the course of the last five years. And then it, you know, it, it came in. What is it? They came in like a lion and left out like a lamb. Is that the yep. is that the phrase? I think that, I think that is the phrase. The thing is, there's two bears. No, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, people. We'll get to it. Is there two bears though? <laughs> there's yeah. Everyone has a bear and a wolf inside of them, or something like that. I have a rabbit lately. Oh well, I have been very rabbit lately. Uh, well, just wear protection. Um, when push comes to shove, <laughs> um, Dan was so gracious to grab the reins on this film on the New Mutant. So he will be uh, driving this dilapidated boat oh and there's no seatbelts <laughs> in my car ladies and gentlemen if you will which actually um is going to bring some unique commentary for myself i'm doing color commentary at this point i'm not the play-by-play guy uh you know on this episode usually i'm the play-by-play guy but uh i took my own additional notes without any sort of real uh facts <laughs> These are all just opinions and stuff, so I am ready to, to tackle Ooh, this a very movie. an opinionated host today. I yeah. am I am ready for it. I'm ready to tackle this uh, uh, this story as is, but I know you did your due diligence. One of the first things we do when we cover something like this is we do the homework, the background stuff up front. So what were you able to find out about this film? Well, The New Mutants, written and direct- directed by Josh Boone, was adapted from the original source material created by Chris Claremont and Bob McLeod. In Uh September of 82. And if anybody knows Chris Claremont, you know that he wrote God Love, Man Kills. Yes. He's a great, uh, great writer. writer. Yes. And the team, since 1982 to today, has seen a plethora of known and relatively unknown X-Men characters. You have Cable, Magneto, and Professor X as the trainers. Okay. Then you have Birdbrain, Blink, Boom Boom, Cannonball, Chamber, Rusty Collins, Cypher, Domino, Feral, Gassimar... Karma, Magic, Magma, Mirage, Mond, Ricker, Shatterstar, Skids, Sunspot, Warlock, Warpath, Wolfsbane, and X-Man. Did you say Richter? 
Richter, yes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, he was in um, Logan. Yes, Richter. he was. Richter. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Richter was in Logan. It seems like they were setting up some stuff through Logan in this. There was actually a scene shot for shot from Logan in this. Um, but then seemingly they pulled the plug on it. This seemed to have been connected to a much larger X-Men universe. This seemed like there was going to be a spinoff to Logan, honestly. I'm going to talk about a moment in the film where I was like, this could have been a lot better had it been included in, you know, the grander scheme of the X-Men averse. And that's the saddest thing about this film is that this was the last bite of the apple for the Fox X-Men franchise, a franchise that is 20 years old. You know, roughly. Started um, in 1999-2000. Yeah. And so um, people were really hoping for something big. And the last two punches of Dark Phoenix and New Mutants were not great. I think it was that three-punch KO with the X-Men Apocalypse. Apocalypse. It was, it was Apocalypse but, with the jab. Then you got the straight from But didn't Dark we get Phoenix. Logan after Apocalypse? Because if uh, we did, then it kind of took the bad taste out of out of our mouths. People were kind of on a high after Logan. Most people, Yes, I Dan, think I think, I think <laughs> Logan... If I'm not mistaken, I think either they came out. No, I think X Men. Yeah, I think X Men Apocalypse came out before Logan. So okay. So then, yeah, that's that one-two punch of Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. But New Mutants, which finally Apocalypse is in uh, 2016, Logan is in 2017. Yep. So one year apart. Yeah. So there you go. Which and finally in May of 2016, Simon Kinberg, a known X Men screenplay writer, confirmed that a script including Professor X. And his and, and stated his hopes for filming to start at the beginning of 2017. By Look at those hopes. Look at those high hopes. High hopes to have this movie. This movie was supposed to have Professor X and start in twenty in the beginning of 2017. But by August, the titular team's roster had expanded to include the characters Warlock, while Scott Nystrader, Nystrader, I'm trying to pronounce that. Yeah. And Michael H. Weber, who worked with who worked on films with Josh Boone before, like The Fault in Our Stars, were working on a new draft. That's the craziest thing is like, I I don't know how you get from The Fault in Our Stars to the New Mutants, you know. And one of the big things that I feel like that they dropped the ball on with this is that the initial promotion material, the initial trailers and stuff like that, made it seem like it was going to be a horror film. Um, I don't know if you remember the original trailer. It had another brick in the wall in it. Yes, it very, I, yes, yes, yes. We was, don't need no. Right. Very it was slow. Very dark. And um, yeah, a horror element, you know, like something like, you know, we're going to see Morbius soon. I'm assuming that has some horror elements in it as well. You can go that way with certain characters. And, you, you know, the mutant experience is horrifying uh, sometimes. So it seems like they set up a lot of things that they could have knocked down. But yeah, I... I don't know where they dropped the ball. Well, what they were trying to do is they were really trying to avoid becoming a flop like X, like uh, not X Men, but like uh, first uh, Fantastic Four. Good work. The four, the Fan Four stick. They were trying their hardest not to be a flop like Fan Four stick. There you go. So they were busy working on other projects while writing the script here, right? For this, and I heard they were supposed to be extensive reshoots, but they ended up not doing them. <laughs> they were expected to begin in September of 2018. Following the acquisition of Fox by Disney in March of 2019, Hollywood Reporter revealed that planned reshoots had still not taken place and that there were none planned so far. Yeah, they had the Ivan uh, Drago approach of if it dies, it dies. Basically. <laughs> like if, if, if it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie. We ain't putting no more money in it. A month after that, around April of 2019, the studio pushed the film's release date back to April 3rd of 2020 and the reshoots were set to take place in 2019. 
Kinberg explained that the reshoots had taken so long to schedule because the creative team was still deciding what to reshoot and because the difficulty finding time to get cast together due to their commitments to various other TV shows. So in August of 2019, Disney said said that they were unimpressed with the new mutants, believing that it had limited box office potential. Unimpressed. Unacceptable. And at the end of the month, it was reported to be... it was reported to be the studio's impression of the original cut of the film. Like they rather, they rather just keep the original cut. Right. They said, you know what? I think, I think that's a Snyder thing. <laughs> I think they're like, if push comes to shove, if we, if if this is a bad film and we put reshoot money into this and we make it worse, then the the director's gonna sit there and say, well, that wasn't my original vision. Which is had also you seen the, the original vision? The the heir. What's this, his name? This would yeah, David Ayer. We you know if you saw my original vision, it would have been way better. So they're like, you know what? We're gonna put your original vision out there. This was Josh Boone's original vision. Yeah, there sinks or it swims. Um, and I don't think it swam. Nope, because then after that it was pushed. It was, later it was reported that it was that the studio's original cut will be um pushed to March of. 2020 and then it was pushed because of covid oh i actually have the uh like a bit of of the timeline for this so originally it was supposed to come out april 2018 then it was pushed to uh february 2019 for the reshoots but then it was pushed to august 2019 while the purchase of fox was happening it gets pushed again to april of 2020 to get to make room for dark phoenix then pushed again to uh uh, May of 2020, and then August of 2020, which is Jesus where, where we got Christ. it. Now. So, absolute madness, and that's where we are now. And with a runtime of 94 minutes, it is the shortest X Men film in the F- X Men film series. Yeah, it was an hour, like an hour and 45 minutes. Yes, if yes even it was, if even. Um, full transparency up front. This uh, the X Men sometimes confuse me uh, as far as the sheer amount of books and lore and different teams and stuff. So the mut- the New Mutants, I'm familiar with, but I wouldn't say I'm a diehard. And I I actually was a bit excited to watch this film and let it inform me. As we talk about all the time, it's up to these films to make us fans of these characters that we may not be up front. So. Um, yeah, I went in basically with no like I I could understand if there was more anger from those who have been New Mutant fans forever up front, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, they, they you know, see something like this and get really upset. I wasn't as invested as the average New Mutant fan, if you know, you New Mutant comic fan, but I was invested into the universe as is with the X Men, and um, I thought that that would be enough to carry the day, but I don't necessarily think it was, um. Yeah, <laughs> if I had to be real honest, it's I I I guess I didn't have high hopes and expectations. Yeah, for it, like I wasn't going in this movie expecting to hate it. Right. That's that that's usually not my style. I will I won't watch a movie if I know I'll hate it. Yeah, I'll just stay away from it. I'll act. I avoided Justice League for three years. For three years I ignored Justice League. I just won't watch a movie if I know I'm gonna hate it. Yeah, I actually went into this movie. Open-minded and excited. Yeah. Because there was a few people that I know whose opinions I take seriously that have said, this movie wasn't as bad as you think, or this movie's not as bad as everybody makes it seem. So I'm like, all right, if a couple of people are saying that it's good, you know, I'm, I'm going to check it out. And I won't lie, when I first watched it, it had me hooked. It, it was doing a good job of keeping me interested. 
Yeah. Like, what's going on? What's like, I want this reveal. I want this reveal. And you saw it before me and you told me things <laughs> and you told me things about it. Yeah, we'll get to that. So when I'm watching it, that's all I was doing. I was just sitting in anticipation, sitting in anticipation to watch it. So, yeah, my first an actual watch of it, I was not bored. I will say straight up, I was not bored by that film. The first watch of it, I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> but I also worked very hard, Dan. So, no, you, you are know, a hard worker, uh, my friend. I don't attribute it that to that. Um, I, I thought it was fine, and when you got removed off of our schedule, I was like, ah, I guess we'll get. I'll get back to it. Yeah, eventually. we'll get. We'll get to it eventually. And when you know, once it got put back on the schedule, I realized I had to finish it. So I had stopped roughly around the time of the reveal, and I think that's why I like rolled over in bed because I was like, you know, you know, I'm going to sleep. You know. <laughs> I know this. So, um, tale as old as time. I've got a new, I've got a new uh, headcanon for this film. Uh, so when we're when you're ready to get into this full recap and spoilerific review, uh, I will let you know what I think. What I think really happened. Well, the keys are <laughs> in the ignition. So let's do this. Let's do this. The movie begins how all Marvel movies begin with that classic comic book page turner logo. Like, yeah. I love in association. it. And my favorite thing about uh, that, I, I, I think it was my cousin or my dad that brought it up to me a long time ago. We're like, oh, if you pay attention to every specific Marvel movie when the comics turn, it's you those, see actual pages. Comics. Yeah, it's yeah. their actual pages. Yeah. So I got, so I was seeing a lot of like uh, Bob McLeod's artwork during the flipping. So I'm like, all oh, right. That's pretty cool. I was like, all right, this is, that's, this is where you get me going. It's like, you know, you're interesting me. You're, you're getting yeah. me interested. So that when it starts, it starts how literally every X Men movie starts. Narration, yeah, mutants. no DNA, no flying DNA, no flying this. DNA, just a straight black screen over a narration about how we have two bears. Everybody got two bears. <laughs> Everybody has two bears. And I, this, <laughs> the bear thing, <laughs> the bear thing. First of all. <laughs> I think it would have been better if the father would have just told her the bear thing. Like you could have seen it like a it could have he could have went he could have put it to bed that night with the bear story and then everything happens. Uh but yeah, like you were talking about frantic opening uh bear metaphor. Yeah, we see the Indian we see the American reservation being attacked by something. It looks like explosions and yeah. You see it was a very like shaky handheld camera shot where you can't tell anything is going on but all you see is just darkness and then red fire. Yeah. So I was all right there that's how you that's how you hooked me. I'm like, "Oh, wait, what is going on?" If I'm not mistaken, they released the first two ep- the first two minutes of New Mutants on YouTube before it had actually come out. Oh man, so see, this thank God I didn't here, see it then. Yeah, this opener here. No, I'm saying that if it gripped you, I guess they were hoping it would grip others. They they yeah. put it on YouTube so that people would be like, "Oh, okay, I'm down to I'm down to watch this." Yeah, they start they started off good. We meet our main character, uh Blue Hunt, who plays Danielle Danny Moonstar or yep. Mirage. Yep. Uh you see her being woken up by her father, you know, the place was being destroyed and then she gets knocked out. And wakes up again, and she's handcuffed to a hospital bed. So here's the thing. Danny hit her head. Danny's dead. The rest of this movie does not happen. <laughs> that's it? That's, that's my, that's that's my headcanon. Uh, it makes me feel better about the universe to know that so this, this is So all of that is just the synapses firing off before she dies? Listen, and if it's not, if it's not now... You can pick any of the various points in which Danny is knocked unconscious in this in this movie because she's knocked unconscious about four or five different oh, times. My, yeah, she just so at any knocked. at any point you can say this is when she died in the film. You can say she died when she ran headfirst into the force field. You can say she died when she got gassed up and, and seemingly died in there. This is all a dream. These are the synapses is firing. And old uh, this is purgatory for her. Old Danny she's, she's caught in purgatory. She got hit hard and she just woke she up. She really in the did. She she got. 
hit hard in the head and wakes up in the hospital to Alice Braga as Dr. Celia Reyes, which I'm pretty sure wasn't she in Logan? No, this I, actress? that's just another Spanish woman. But I do think she she's going to be in Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The actress? Yes. I'm down for that. Yeah, she's so we, we, we get to meet Dr. Celia Reyes telling Danny that she's a mutant. Literally, Basically. like... Just no... No, but I'm saying, like, they... This is... There was no attempt to hide that this woman might be villainous, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, no, not at all. And there was so, no attempt. I feel like... Like, she comes in dressed immaculately. She doesn't come in with, like, heart stars and horseshoes. Like, this little girl just woke up. She doesn't know what the hell is going on. You're like, oh, yeah, by the way, everyone you know is dead. You have superpowers. Uh, and there's other new mutants here as well. And we're going to keep you here... Until we use you yes. in our we- uh, weapons X, and until Shit. you're cured, and we will pick when you're cured. So, yeah, but doesn't that isn't the Essex Corp tr- take mutants that like like young mutants and turn them into assassins and kill yeah, them? Yeah, but I mean that's what the X Men does. <laughs> wow. Okay. Listen, hey, that, my man woke up and chose violence today. Listen, I took the red pill today. So Doctor Reyes tells Danny that when she's ready to come to group. Which, yes. uh, okay, full transparency to the fans at home, I have been in this environment before. No, I'm not a mutant, but I have been in psychiatric hospitals in a group environment like yeah. that. And I will tell you straight up, that is not how it goes Well, that's all. what I was going to say. So, they wake your ass up and they bring you there. They, like, I have right here, sharing time. Um, they, you know, they sit down in a group, but Danny comes in late. It was a choice. Do you have a choice? No, they don't. What else would you do? In, in, in a psychiatry setting, when you're in a group therapy hospital like that with other teenagers around you, they will not start group until everybody is there. You don't have to share, maybe. No, you don't have to share at all. But you have to be there. You have to be there on time. And right. you, can't, you can't just show up in the middle of somebody giving their their, their speech. Right. Like, like That's rude. Yeah. 100% rude. And two, it teach, you're trying to teach you to be a – to work as, as a team, to work with – people around you it's and be empathetic those group those, those group yeah. settings is also you can learn how to work with people around you right yeah so that's when we meet our our group which is a lot of new debuts and one return character so i watched uh the pitch meeting for this and they brought up a pretty good point this was at the height of everyone's powers in 2016 <laughs> 2017 Everyone was still digging Game of Thrones. Everyone was still digging uh, Stranger Things. Oh, girl, just got off of glass. Or not glass, split. So everyone would... Had it came out when it was supposed to, everyone would have been at the height of their powers oh and popularity. Oh, my God. No, I'm not going to front. That's that's true. If this would have came out in, like, 2016, 2017, yeah. Maisie Williams and Anna Taylor-Joy, yeah. would have they would have put the asses in the seat. Right, right. But because we have the season... I know you haven't seen it, but because of the way... Season 8 of Game of Thrones left a lot of sour taste in the mouth. The way Glass left a lot of sour taste in the mouth. Yeah. Even, Str- even season, Stranger Things Season 3 was was good until that last like bit of it. And then it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Pers- that's a personal opinion. It left right. a sour taste in my mouth. So there's a lot of actors here that I have ties to. And you're right. If this came out four years ago, three years ago, oh, man, I'd be singing a way different tune. Yeah. I'd be telling you, no, 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 you have to go watch Game of Thrones now to see how amazing Maisie Williams is. Yeah. No, watch The Witch. I mean, look at uh, look at people are talking about The Queen's Gambit, you know? So. That, I've seen it. You yeah. actually, you sh- you, you got to get on that. Okay. I've seen it. I meant to tell you about it. That was like one of my little things that I did on my own, but definitely get on Queen's Gambit. It's fuck. It's fantastic. Okay. But so yeah, we meet Maisie Williams as Rain Sinclair, Wolfbane, my personal favorite. I've, and I'm aware of Wolfbane in the comics and Me in too, the yeah. animated series as well. 
Anna Taylor-Joy as Elia Rasputin, a.k.a. Magic. Now, this is the only issue that I have with New Mutants is before watching New Mutants. Literally the day, (laughs) the day I watched New Mutants, I just finished God Loves Man Kills. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, this is not my Ileana Rasputin. Rasputin. This is not Colossus's little sister right here. No way. Colossus's little sister in in Claremont's God Loves Man Kills was so passionate and big sistery towards Kitty Pride and to be fair though I like I was thinking to myself after like I watching the movie for a bit I was like you know it would be really kind of cool if you know to watch them meet because we've seen how much of a teddy bear Colossus is in this world with Deadpool and Negasonic yeah. so it would be really cool to yeah. see that that brother sister team you know uh the, no, it would be great. My what only... is it, Vic Vinegar and Hugh Honey? <laughs> you know, God. those two. One of them is super sweet and one of them is kind of a jerk. No, I and it's it it would be a great like, you know, like a dynamic between them, little you know, little sister angry and all that, Colossus taking like they if they both had the same kind of background together, but yeah. Colossus took his adversities and turned it into a superhero and he or t- they were separated when they were young, you know, some some kind of mishap. My headcanon is she was an asshole and he just sent her there. Oh dear. Colossus ain't all that nice. Yeah. He sent it to the Essex Corps. But we get to meet my boy, Charlie Heaton, as Samuel Gun- Guthrie. Yes. A.K.A. Cannonball. One of my favorite New Age actors of today. And then making, not this actor, but this character making their second appearance since Days of Future Past, Henry Zaga as Roberto Bobby DaCosta, A.K.A. Sunspot. I have here Sam's accent is terrible. It but, kind of is. But it. continue. He, 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 he kind of talked like this. And then he gets the floor to panhandle thing going on. Like, can, you, can let me ask you something? Why is every time you dirty your shirt, you throw it away? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so during the group meeting, Rain tells her story about when she was caught and outed as a mutant. Yeah. And how she just. really messed up. No, it was, it, it was pretty sad the way she's describing, like, running through the forest. And then all of a sudden it just started getting faster and faster and. Then she got branded of she got branded a witch by the by the local priest. Yeah. So that was a pretty sad story, and that's when Danny walks in basically, and you know the story continues where she keeps talking about her backstory, and then here comes good old Ileana bullying Danny. Yeah, as soon as she gets there and they introduce her by her name, what's his face laughs. Roberto laughs, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are real. Okay, I mean, you guys were really, you know, that's a real name." Danny Moonstar. Her name is Danielle Moonstar. And again, remember, all of my notes are just emotional and observational. I have here, Ileana is dressed as Kim Possible. (laughs) 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 Um, And then I have, she's the rudest one, but she's the one tasked to show Danny around. She is. Why? Because Dr. Reyes is evil. So why wouldn't she have somebody that's being... But at one point... Ileana almost kills Danny. Surely that didn't want that to happen. Oh, no, definitely not. I think it was more so to push Danny's powers. There's a lot of pushing of the buttons in this that I'm like, what if Danny's powers, what if she was Cyclops? And her mutant power was just a big ass optic, yeah, Yeah, optic blast. They're testing this woman in the worst ways. No, but but... I think, yeah, because there was a lot of scenes where they were going to sleep and you would see like everybody at night getting ready to wind down and they kept checking on her biometrics. And then she was having a bad dream. The biometrics thing, I actually think, is a failure of this of this 
film. You too. If you would have taken away the biometrics, um, I have it in here somewhere that that it shows that there's psionic energy going on. If you took away that, you would really be like, where is all this coming from? And then when they do the reveal, you'd be like, oh, snap. But you can see, no, literally, they're, it's they're, only coming from one person. One person has energy coming out of them while they sleep. Siam, so, and it came from Danny, yeah. <laughs> so. On the first night. It was like they telegraphed the whole thing. And that's when um, Heaton goes goes crazy. Yeah. But we got, we got are you, we're so, at no, the, we're not there the tour. We're, we're at the not tour. there yet. We're at the tour. So Danny is given the tour by good old Ileana. Yep. And when they're outside, I remember, I well, hated this one. She's like, hey, Standing Rock. What are Terrible. you doing? Oh, God. She, she's like, at least it was clever. Yep. So she notices, Danny notices that there's no fence around. Not a fence, not a gate, yep. not a watchtower, not a guard for miles. And Ileana prompts her and says, you know, well, there's nothing stopping you from freedom. Right. Run. What, what did she say? Run little. Indian native girl. Something, something like that. derogatory. Yeah, just, yeah. Race, run little racist word. Run. Yeah. Hits the damn force field, and it turns out that it's revealed that the place is a prison, and that's what Ileana says. She said, this isn't a hospital. It's a cage. Yes, I have in my notes. Um, uh, to be edgy, she spray paints a statue and tricks Danny into walking into a force field. She seems to be taking great pride in rubbing it in Danny's face that this isn't a, a hospital. It's a cage, although she's also in that same cage. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's the whole... Um... People like, are like it, people are like that. There are people that are like that. It's like, like hey, you listen. suck like me now. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with. Yeah, it's like you're stuck in here like the rest of us. Ha 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 ha! Like, but you're stuck in here too. Shut up! You no. Oh yeah, no. I'll get to it. Continue. Continue. Oh man. So there, after after that, Danny attacks Ileana, who with like, the, blinks out of there, right? Yep, and she does a little blink thing, which I don't get. Is that's is that her power? Is that okay, her? so I don't get it. And for those who weren't able to understand what was going on in the film, because they didn't really explain it too well, Ileana has the power to go to this place called Limbo that she created in her mind. And as she says in the film, the longer that she was there, the more it became real. She can teleport, but she has to go to Limbo first to teleport. I don't know if you've I don't know if you were privy to this, but the same things with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler blinks out then blinks into another dimension and then blinks that to is the third, how he does it which is where that's where that smoke and that smell comes from it's from the place that he goes to to be able to to, to go somewhere else so he can't just go from here to outside this door i have to he, he does it but super fast it, out the door to the dimension and then out the door and it's the same thing with her. And you've seen it happen a couple times. She was no, like uh, the very first time she blinked, you see like purple, like you know, apocalyptic looking things in the right. background. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then when she was, uh, we'll get to that part too, but yeah. So but that's basically her power. Um, she gets, she has more power in limbo and is able to use limbo to teleport. And the mechanical arm thing. Um, Lockheed. Just... So Lockheed's a real dragon in the X-Men things. He's usually paired up with Kitty Pride. They're like, no, I know the dragon is real, yeah. Right, but I don't know why they made it her him a... No, it's about her arm when it turns into that freaking... Oh, yeah, she, still, she has the metal arm, she has the sword, all that. All yep. Because right. right, they didn't really go into too much depth. I've only mm. seen magic in, in one book, and they didn't really go too much depth into her, but... Yeah. So, you have Rain watching over as a mutated wolf. Yep. That's when I knew it was her. I was yeah. like, once when they did that shot, I'm like, oh, that's that's good old Maisie. Well, Williams. before that happens, she when she's running towards the force field, the wolf runs up next. Yeah, to the wolf was running be- yeah, by, so beside her. Like, There's two wolves and every no, continue. But <laughs> <laughs> so Danny decides that she's just gonna kill herself. Yep, she just goes through a b- bunch of traumatic events. Had a bad in her head. day. 
she goes right up yeah. to the watchtower and just, and just she's ready to go. There is Mental no health like, is no joke, people. But I was very weird to see this character go all the way here so fast. I I, I could see how she got there. And why wouldn't I understand that Rain literally talks her off the ledge? But why wouldn't Reyes? That's a prime opportunity to get her to trust her, right? True, they they should, but they were also going for the whole relationship thing between Danny yeah. and Rain, which I personally think is very, it was very realistic and very natural. There was yeah, no, yeah, there was. A, I I do dig that. It did not feel forced, like they were trying or, to throw yeah. that down your throat. No, there's a little were, on. There's some on the nose stuff, and we'll get to it. Oh no, there's definitely a little bit of on the nose stuff, but I will take the little bit of on the nose in the moments where they're being romantic. Yeah, if I can get the setup to that chemistry as being friends. What do you think about this scene? I mean, not only is it going to introduce the first same-sex relationship for main characters in um, Marvel, in Marvel comics. Or a comic book, yeah, comic comic book book. movie in general, yeah. Um, How do you feel about this introduction to suicide? I mean, this is, you know, not only is it something that is affecting the entire country as is, especially in times like this with COVID, but um, sometimes disproportionately young people, you know, who don't really know where to go. How do you feel that this thing tackled that? Oh, it was it was actually done really well. There's a that's what I love about this film that even if the ending falls short, yeah, a lot of this film did right to me. Okay, and the mental the mental health of Danny, the way she's going through this, one hundred percent realistic to me. Like okay. like anybody else can have their own perspective and own opinion, and of course we all go through our own mental traumas differently. But I personally related to the abrupt. I want to kill myself that Danny was going through. Like, yeah. what, like, like think, think of the setup. She wakes up in a hospital bed after the last thing she remembers was her father basically putting her in a tree and running into danger. And not for nothing, but her people are already kind of ostracized as is and excommunicated from the country. Oh, my God, yes. So you take away those only people that she has. She literally has nobody. And then make her a mutant, which is also ostracized. She is doubly yeah. ostracized by yeah. this country. And she's gay. And triple <laughs> so, ostracized so, by this country. Yeah, she, yeah, so yeah, so she wakes on. up in a hospital bed, gets told she's a mutant, that her entire family and everybody she knows and loves is dead. Yep. Few hours later, she's in a group meeting, and the first person she meets makes a racist comment to her. Yep, and then, then tricks her into running into her. And then, yep, and then she's... Then she's told by the doctor, hey, you know that person that just made a racist comment towards you? They're going to give you the tour. Yeah. And that person decides to trick him into running into a force field. Why wouldn't she – why wouldn't that be the last straw? Yeah. Why, it, this is all a day. Right. This is literally a couple of hours, the most maybe seven hours. Yeah. Why wouldn't her brain just go immediately to, you know what? I'm just going to go meet the other bear. That's a whole lot of trauma. No, she ha- – that's why I found it – Beautiful, and I don't think that it was like, oh, they're just gonna, you know, give us a suicide scene just to give us a suicide scene. No, yeah, and it's not like they even did it where you don't know if she really meant it or not, where she was just standing there and just looking. No, she went to take that step, yeah, and Rain just came up and said, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Maisie Williams, yeah, talked her off the ledge. That was a great moment. It was, it was a fantastic moment, and then we get back downstairs outside to the grassy area, and Dr. Reyes scolds Danny for not being accounted for. Saying that all the all patients must be accounted for and yep. all that, and nothing af- nothing weird about that. And I almost killed which- myself, and you had no idea, but you really want me to be around. Okay, cool, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she's evil. Yeah, so evil. So then we get uh, Danny and Rain are looking over to watch Sam practice his abilities, or as Rain notes, I think he just likes hurting himself. 
it looks like just a dog that's not right <laughs> just in a in a in a yard just he literally just straps you know, a like, harness. He has like a broken wrist already. It's him. He's chained to a cinder block, and they just have him running around in circles until he gets tired. It's ridiculous. It's un- unhumane. I feel so bad for Sam. Oh, especially since like, oh my god, Sam broke. Sam breaks my heart this entire movie. He's one of my biggest takeaways. Not only because I do know Charlie Heaton, but he his acting, like the way he portrays his visual acting. Yeah, to me. Is is great. Like you see the pain in his eyes. You see his, his head is always down. Yeah, his hair is always shaggy. I mean, he also did something similar in Stranger Things. Like he was kind of the outsider, and the um, you know, the one that wasn't. My really man was taking pictures of chicks. Yeah, we'll like not, God we'll not, damn, we'll not, we'll not go there. Steve Harrington did nothing wrong. Dear God, uh, Steve Harrington did nothing wrong. It's my that's my help. But it seems like Rain and Danny are fast friends. Oh, they are. They are. They are getting into. The relationship very beautifully, like the way they're just, and then uh, what's it called? Oh, and I have here, yeah. When Cannonball is alone, oh no, I because I, I, uh, I skipped so we could be able to talk about some stuff. So the next, I think the next one was the group meeting again. I have um, as Danny dreams of traumatic events that killed her parents. Strange things go on. That's that's what I left off. Okay, so yeah, and so it was that next scene monitors, where Danny has the yeah. nightmares, and then I wrote when Cannonball is alone after that whole scene with Sunspot where he gives him his T-shirt. The laundry machine just starts banging and shaking and banging and shaking, and he goes to check it out. Yep. And the second he puts like his hand on the laundry machine, a burnt hand just yeah puts his hand back, and then it just transports him into this into the moment. When he killed everybody in the mine cellar. Yeah, and it's the beginning of the... Um, the nightmare stuff. Yeah, the nightmare stuff, the horror stuff, and yeah. Yeah, threat, a threat to this to this place that they're at right now. Which I thought was actually fantastic. Like, so, yeah. so, so I don't really know. I just really wish they didn't show those monitors, man. I wish that was, that, it was that, just that's, there. That's, that's all for you. Because, you know, you, and I, I don't know if there's a better part to talk about this, but there's a part where the... <laughs> They're like Russian club owners show up with no eyes. Oh my god! And I'm just like, the these are not men. these are not from Reyes. Like none of these antagonist people that's coming to attack and try to kill our new mutants are from Reyes. They're from our protagonist. So the threat's kind of out of there because all you have to do is fix Danny. If this was like a weird containment thing, like Reyes was using some other mutant. To keep them in their cages, and by we don't ever meet that mute. Yeah, we don't well, we ever have meet to that mute. at the end, you know who it is, who it is or was or any of that kind of stuff. I feel like it would have been stronger, but really, the first time scary stuff happens, they make a point to show that some energy is coming off of Danny. So I don't understand oh, no, why that's they right. thought that's how it happened. They show the biometrics scene, and yeah. then the the camera just everyone's starts sleeping, s- but those kids, but 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 Roberto and Sam who are in the kitchen. Yeah, because yeah. Roberto is doing dishes. Sam is just chilling. I think he was doing his laundry. But you right. see, and I remember you see. It was saying psionic energy overload, psionic energy overload, and then her specific camera just right, so it's static like, out, and then the next scene is and, and Sam the alone. The question becomes, well, what did it? Uh, what just, do you mean, what did you it? Just showed yeah. us. You kind of just showed us and, what it was. And, uh, so I, I have no idea what psionic energy is. I have no idea what psionic means. So I'm just gonna say that I make it seem like I do, but I have no idea what psionic means. Yeah. So I don't know if that is brain patterns and plaguing people with their biggest nightmares. Yeah. We but, get that shower scene where uh, Rain has Oh, her, man. Yo, I think I wrote... Yeah, I did actually write that. Her M. Or is it W for werewolf? It was... I, it was M, M for uh, we mutant. Get, 
it could no no in context it's witch because okay. her the people of her hometown thought she was a witch. Oh, she's Irish, so they yeah. branded her a witch, but it's actually kind of funny because her nickname is Wolf's Bane. Right. So the W for Wolf's the Wolf. Wolf's Bane, Werewolf, and Mutant if you turn it around upside down. Wumbo, Wombology. Wumbo, that's it. <laughs> Got to turn the W. That's it. So, yeah, so when Cannonball is alone, yeah, we had he has the hallucinations of his father and then he blows into the machine with his powers and the powers just Blow right back, but then we get the... Yeah, half Sam likes to knock himself out. That's what I... <laughs> oh, no, that's... That is literally after when... Uh, what's it called? Danny and... Danny and Rain were sharing a shower, and, and Danny shower. brings up... It's like, hey, that's some cool body art and all that, and she yeah. just, like, gets... I don't want to talk about it. And then the next scene, you see Sam staring in the mirror, punching the shit out of himself with his cannonball power. Yep. And that's what... That is personally what sold me. That uh, was personally what sold me on that character, because... That feels like such a... Zack Snyder thing though like <laughs> like and he just looks in the mirror and with his last bit of energy knocks himself out so he wouldn't have to ever deal with the pain of his trauma I get it I get it I get it let's carry Man, on let's, let's ever, carry on have you ever punched yourself through trauma are, are you ready for my little bit of this let's go I have here I have rec room buffalo wings joke is terrible oh god damn <laughs> because it because I hated that joke but it's also like the most low-hanging fruit. Your people like that's buffalo. Like me, that's like me telling a black person like, oh, I bet you like Oreos more than you like, ch- you know, Chips Ahoy. It's like, that's such a stupid, bad, baseless joke. They eat buffalo wings. They're not even, buffalo wings are not even made out of buffalo. It's all wrong. But this is the part that makes me laugh. I'm pretty sure you have this probably more in depth. But this is what I have written here. I have Rec Room. Buffalo Wings joke is terrible. Danny versus Magic. This is the part where, you know, after all the crap that he gives, I think at one point she talked about Danny's father. Danny says something to Magic about Lockheed or something like that. So I put here, Magic is Pierce Hawthorne. Because it reminds me of the scene where Pierce is like, you, you, like, I'm the, I'm the king of being a mastermind and been manipulating people's minds. Can't nobody, you know, you know, whatever. You're bald. And he goes, so are you. He's like, I'll kill your whole family. Oh, and yes. That's yes. The whole thing. He's like, I have thick skin. I can take a joke. Magic's like- been here. Uh, Buffalo Wings and Standing Rock and Don't You Grow Weed and all this other kind of stuff. And Homegirl says like one thing and all of a sudden it's metal arm, sword. I'm going to no, kill she you. Took, she took and the I'm puppet like, out of her hand. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden. You're, but anything like. What did you think was going to happen with all the prodding that you did? Yeah. All of a sudden, be, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill your whole family. And I'm like, See, I wrote, ridiculous. we get more racism from Ileana, and Danny stands up for herself, but Ileana gets the hup, upper hand. Yep. Before she can attack Danny, Reyes uses her force field because this chick literally just brings out her whole arm sword. Yeah. Ready to, yo, You're she was ready. She was going to kill her right then and there. She's going to get got. Um, and then I'm pretty sure after this, we start get uh, Ileana starts having more nightmares about the Russian smiling men. Yep, and that's also when we find out that homie um, had Lockheed the whole time. That she had Lockheed since she was a child. Yeah, um, that's that's which was you know it, it, at first you're wondering why she literally has this stock puppet puppet, but it seems like a coping mechanism for something. No, that 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 definitely is like a coping mechanism. It's like it definitely is. It's it's hard to explain it, but. Because I'm not a master at mental health. I, I can barely master my own mental health. Yeah. But stuff like that is definitely like the blanket from the Charlie Brown show. Yeah. The, that guy Linus with his blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was an episode where they took his blanket away and he was like crying. Yeah, Poor stuff Linus. like that. 
poor Linus. He just he just wants to play his piano in peace. That's it. So more nightmares start happening, and then well, Reyes decides to. Oh no, no, this is what's funny. During the nightmares of the Russian smiling men, Danny starts freaking out. Yeah. And Reyes comes into her room, and she's literally covered in blood, like yeah. sopping wet, yeah. covered in blood, because she had a nightmare of like a flaming bear eating her. Yep. And that was just the weirdest. Yeah, we're starting to get some effects that come into the real world with these dreams now. Yeah, like, like how how so that it it helps it because when you get it to later, but how can you manifest nightmares like that? This reminds me of that Dream Warriors movie. You ever seen that? that oh, that, the third that, Freddy, the third Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah, yeah, with the teenagers and in showers the, in the, and school and that's, all that kind no, of stuff. that's what Josh Boone was going for, actually. Okay, that's that actually makes sense, that, that, I, I, I didn't yeah. I didn't put it down in there because I don't, I think it got deleted one because I had to do these notes twice. Right, but I actually wrote down that one of Josh Boone's biggest inspirations of this movie was Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Okay. And it it is readily apparent. You yeah, can right so there. you can so see from from the single doctor that you don't know if they're the good guy or the bad guy to, to a small group of kids being plagued one by one each night by nightmares. Like there was a lot of dream warriors in this movie. I'm glad you brought that up actually. Yeah. Really glad you brought that up. So then she just goes and decides to start taking blood samples. Yep. Let's just let's just take some blood samples right then and there with no problem. Oh, you manifested blood in your dreams? Let's take let's let, let's take some blood samples and let you know that you're not ready to be cured yet. Yeah, and she gets a lot of these um directions from higher up and we don't know who this higher up is. There's a lot of question over what what's going on here. And she's she doesn't even know. I don't even know my boss. I just do this, I just do that, blah 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 blah. It was just there was just so much of Dr. Reyes is my my most hated character of this, this movie. This is the part where I feel like they don't know what teens like. <laughs> I have here written lie detector party. <laughs> oh yeah, when Ileana sedates Dr. Reyes and then they go to the uh, attic to have a lie detector party. Right. And then the worst part was is when it was Danny's turn, she doesn't even get hooked up to a lie detector. It was just weird. She's like, I don't need a lie detector to know that you're lying. I'm like, what? That's another thing. He said there was a lot of, uh, you know, Boone said that there was also a lot of John Hughes in this. I don't feel that. I felt it more in um, Spider-Man. You know how those are supposed to be kind of like high school, you know, that I feel more of that there. This doesn't feel like. Well, it was the whole montage kids. of them running down the halls and uh, being a uh, Sam was being pushed in like the shopping cart. Or, oh, there was but the I wheelchair don't think stuff. that. <laughs> go ahead. Go I ahead. I don't no. think that that's what they would do in that situation. No, all of the things. That, no, all of that. All. all those things they did there. Explain to me how they couldn't do them if, if Reyes was conscious. They, they could have had fun like rules. They were having fun. Yeah, they could have had fun like that. But also, I guess Reyes keeps them under lock and key. Like, and should we be like, yeah, drug the, <laughs> drug the uh, the doctor so you can go out and play with tambourines? I don't know. If that's a thing. But then again, I haven't. You know, I didn't. I mean, Anna Taylor Joy was showing off her 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 talent when she was imitating Doctor oh Reyes. I did put. Where is it? I put. I like Magic's hair. Yep. Oh, she the was two, rocking the, the, that's the, the magic, double ponytail. Yes, yeah, the magic do, and I, 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 I dug the. They should have done that for the rest of the movie. Then I hate when they do stuff. That's any comic book movie. I hate when comic book movies throw Easter eggs of their main characters. That is probably some of the most known iconic visuals of them. Yeah, but like nothing you, else. 
Like you can't, you cannot tell me that that does not sit funny in your stomach, Mr. Filmmaker. Like if you know Ileana Rasputin has that hairstyle for her entire design of life, her entire time in comics, that's what she looks like. And then you make a movie and it's nothing what she looks like in the comics. Right. That How does that sit right with you? Terrible. How does it sit right with you? It doesn't. I also don't really like Roberto. He's kind of a jerk, and he's also kind of like he does nothing. Sexed up. He's yeah. He does. He's like always sex. When he Danny first shows up, he's like, "Are you a nympho? What, what could you even do with that? First of all, and second of all, last girl you was with is barbecue. So uh, oh, we shit. you you out there, you know, talking crazy, and you can't even do nothing. He's, about he's it. a virgin. He's but a virgin. In the lie detector party, because at the point they didn't know what he could do. So they do a lie detector stuff, and he says he can get too hot, right? Um, I also have written here, Sam's dad gave him a piece of coal. <laughs> You're fucked. Maybe. Look, I'm not a coal miner. <laughs> but, like, a piece of coal, you get that when you're a bad child. Why is your dad giving you a piece of coal? And why would you carry it around when you killed your dad and all his stuff? But then Danny wears a bear around her neck her dad gave her. And then Danny used the bear to kill her dad. So... This is just yeah, some horrible kids. Oh I don't understand God. what's How going did, on here. You really put those connections together, bro. I'm like, so Sam's like, oh yeah, my dad gave me this piece of coal, and I'm like, nothing. Like it reminded me of, um, uh, I think I can't remember. It was some movie about the South where like somebody got a pair of socks for Christmas, but it's like give Sam something, you know, something worth it. Like you couldn't find like a diamond in that coal mine or something. And then yeah, Danny and the bear. Uh, she gives the bear metaphor. This is the third time we, oh, second time, sorry, that we this hear is the this. the second bed, time we get the bed, bear metaphor. Bed, bear metaphor. And this one makes everybody like cry, and Ileana's right. just like not having. It. She's like, nope, I'm done with all of this sappy crap. Yes. Um. And then, then yeah, then yeah, they play with tambourines. They drug Ray as, like you said. And then the next day, I also have a line here that says, "Why would the X Men need a dog?" Uh, listen. That's foul. That not only is that foul, but I feel like there's a lot of animal based X Men out there in the world. Why do the X Men need beast? a beast? Right, yeah. Like, why do the X Men need um Angel? Like that, he literally just has wings. He don't have super strength. Bird, that kind yeah. Of stuff. Um, yeah, really, really messed up stuff there, uh, people. Really, really messed up stuff. And then it, it uh, shocking reveal turns out that because Ilya, I, I remember when they were going there to the attic, they said it's the only place that's not under surveillance. Yes, turns out it is under surveillance, <laughs> dun, and Rez has been watching them the whole time. Dun, dun, dun. So then the next day. Reyes decides to have a new Who group Who told meeting. them that was the only place not under surveillance? Uh, you, you, your guess is as good as mine on this one. <laughs> bad guess. They did a bad guess. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the attic is the only place with no cameras. Like, yeah. what? Why would the? Why would any place in that entire facility not have, have cameras? They didn't drug her and try to run away. They drug her and they played with tambourine. They drug her and they played dress up and made fun of her and yes. then had lie detector parties. Lie detector parties, bro. Lie detector parties. It was fun. To, it, all right, when you when you say it out loud, when you write, when you read it on paper, it's dumb. It yes. is dumb. Yes. The kids drugged the doctor, who's seemingly a good guy up until this point, because right. there is no reveal yet. Nope. The kids drug the doctor, who's seemingly trying to help them. Yep. To go and stay in the uh, in the facility, the facility that they're in to yeah. have a lie detector party and then wear her doctor coat and make fun of her. Yeah. Yep. Stupid. That's the height stupid. of their... Now, I haven't been a teenager in quite some time then. Yeah, like 10 so years. Maybe, so maybe that's what their kids are up to nowadays, you know? With the TikToks and the Snapchats. Maybe that's what they're, maybe that's what they're doing. They're having there. lie detector Roberto parties. Roberto has a phone. We see him. He has a phone. 
Uh, he was looking at a picture of him and his girlfriend on the couch or something like that. So my man has a phone. Maybe it's Could shut it... off? Apparently. Had to be? Yeah, at one point they no go service? hitchhiking at the end. I'm like, you're rich and you have a phone. You don't have to do any of this. <laughs> Roberto, they say it countless times, right? He's rich. So oh, I yeah, he's rich. Shirts. Million dollar man. Uh, Pick up the phone, bro. Pick up the phone. Jesus. And then after that, we get the next scene, which is literally a cut to Dr. Reyes saying, Obedience. What does it mean? And stuff like that. And talking about obedience. Jesus Christ. Are we not at the... When do Danny and Rain play Die Hard? Are we there yet? <laughs> uh, oh, when they were going... No, that was during the whole... That was before... That was the whole party? The that was during the whole party, party thing. Because remember, um, after after uh, Ileana makes fun of Reyes, uh, Charlie and What's-His-Face stay by themselves. Those two go somewhere else. And then they end up going to... Yeah, they play Die Hard in events. I'm watching them do the events. I'm like, are they literally playing... Like, this is fun for them? Again, another thing about the tambourines. I'm like, do kids nowadays just like to crawl through vents? I, It's to take her to, like, the backyard. There was no other way to get to oh, the yeah, backyard. Oh, yeah, no, because they were, they were going to lay down on, on to see that, the stars. Now, Rain says that's her method of getting there without being noticed. But if old girl's knocked out, what the hell does it matter? Anyway, anyway. Anyway. They also say, I also have written here, Sam and Roberto have a heart-to-heart. This is when Sam says the whole thing about killing his, his pops and all that kind of stuff. And I have here, in bold letters, the X-Men should have saved them. This film should have ended with the X-Men showing up. And there's almost... There's almost full evidence that it would, you know, like we're seeing the tragedy of these people and how they don't know what to do with the information that they've gotten. They need a school of gifted youngsters. They need to be saved by people like them who can point them in the right direction. And I'm like, it would have been so cool if at the end, you know, somebody would have came here. We know all about this, you know. And uh, They did it in Origins. Yeah. They did it in Origins. Very terrible CGI that, Patrick Stewart. That would have been that. That could have so so been that, um, and you could have given us Magneto and Professor X together, McAvoy and Fastbender one last time in the in the wheelchair and in the oh, and, uh, and I'd like you to meet somebody else uh, that I've been working with, uh, you know, this entire time. You know, um, her name is Kitty Pride. We'll call her Shadow Cat, and she'll be joining you guys. You know, and then you got a you got a whole. Cool Bro, thing there. It's just but, the, the fact that Magneto and Professor X were trainers to the New Mutants. They, they felt, trained the New Mutants. This felt like I felt like if this existed in the true X Men universe, the X Men would have shown up. That's that's how I felt right here in this moment. That's why I wrote it right here. Uh, and to me, then for the rest of the uh, events to unfold without the X Men being around, makes it feel like. That line in Deadpool about like, oh, we couldn't afford. They couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't afford to get the other X. Uh, they they probably couldn't afford to get any other X Men, so they or, had to get most. What th- if Colossus just showed up? Ileana, I've been looking for you this entire time. That would have been you a know? dope ending. Uh, Colossus shows up and rescues his sister, yeah, and Deadpool's then you could... in the cab with Dope Ender, and he's like, "Oh man!" And because the, they were already setting up like a New Mutants type thing with Deadpool too. They were like, "Bam, bam! All right, Breakfast Club, get in the get in the car already." <laughs> Yeah, that would have been, been great. Dan and George write a better movie. <laughs> that's a, that's what we do. Out Wait here. a minute, weren't you in another ho- hospital with somebody else? Oh my god, it is, it is glass. Deadpool could have used glass, glass which yeah. had McAvoy and Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. You could have used Deadpool for this. It's like, weren't you in that movie with Nick Fury? But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they Danny and 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 Rain watch it rain, which was actually a really dope scene. That was pretty cool. I I, I which also kind of mimics 
Daredevil from last week of the whole effect of rain. Oh, the and, rain thing? And Yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And the fact that one of them is called Rain. Rain also, watches it rain. Yeah, rain watches it rain. Danny and Rain watch the rain. Yep. And then they share a kiss. Yeah. They share a lovely kiss that was actually, it actually felt like in the moment, that's what two characters or two people would do. You bring, you bring someone you like. Let's say, let's say Danny is the, because I don't want to do gender roles. Let's just say Maisie Williams likes Danny more than Danny liked her. Uh And she's putting all of this like emphasis on romance. And she brings her out to her favorite part of the area to watch her favorite thing in the world, rain, hitting force field. That, that all right there sets up a kiss to me. He, she tried to show her the most beautiful part of this prison, which, know? which in turn sets up a kiss. Yes. That definitely was a very much needed kiss. And right timing there. wise, uh, so I have a lot of questions right now in this moment because first of all, Sam is the only one not getting any action right now because my boy uh, Roberto is being seduced by fake uh, Iliana. Yeah, that's not the, even really Iliana. That was a manifest, pool, right? Yeah. So this is happening at the same time. The question I have is. Are the nightmares being seductive because Danny's in a mood? That would actually, that actually <laughs> I that think that might that have is? been I think that's what it was. I think that might have been what it was. I'm sitting there going, "Wow, these these nightmares are getting a bit sexual and getting a bit I actually thing. thought it was Ileana originally. But no, it's Danny's in a mood right now with Ogre outside. Why is this We've seen before that her nightmares are her trauma trigger nightmares. Yes. This wasn't, nothing bad was happening. She was hanging out with This was just a dumb Rain. scene, to be honest with you. What What happened to give, give us, you know, burnt up Roberto? How do we get from there to there? If the if the conceit is that trauma triggers Danny in her sleep and we get there, I totally get that. I don't know what's going on. I'm sleeping. I don't, you know. Yeah, nightmares, we, of course. This is, there's a lot of Dorothy Spinner in this. There's a lot of season two of Doom Patrol yep. in this. Of like, you don't know how much power you have and, you know, how your imagination could end up running wild and killing a bunch of people. I totally get that. But this just feels like the definition of, um, not the definition, but you know how they always talk about, like, the mutant powers come through puberty and through, like, <laughs> through, like, adrenaline <laughs> and stuff like that? I feel like um, there was some moisture going on and, and thus... And a thus, lot of moisture. And thus, Ileana becomes a you know ghost Ileana becomes a sexy ghost and uh Roberto doesn't even question it and they do what they do and uh and you he, have that horrible scene with that burnt hand yeah, touching he, his back. He gets hot and uh it activates his powers. Um and then the ghost and stuff like that, yeah. Which after which uh I guess that's when it turns out that Danny is the one doing it. Yes. Because Ileana sees like the Russian smiling men during that point too. Yep. Yep, and she she's decides that's it. It's the one who's who's been with us the whole time. It's Danny. Danny yep. did it. Danny did it. And then yep. Doctor Reyes goes, puts her, takes her to another lab to kill her, literally um, kill her. They also like the kids like revolt. This is the first time that they're like, ah, screw this. We don't understand what's going on. Uh, oh you know, know. yeah, because Sun- Sunspot <laughs> was was ready to break yeah, the hell like, there's out. There's actual things happening here. You know, like you're not explaining them, and yada, so you don't yada, know what yada, the hell yada. is going on. We got to get the hell out of here, right? And you know. Not only that, but Rain gets hurt. In the yes, she gets Rain a second. Uh, she gets a second brand. She gets a second brand, which is which shows the extent that these nightmares can come into this world and can affect us physically on a physical plane. Um, and not only that, but what a betrayal, right? 
uh, if Rain is being attacked and she's being attacked by Danny, like well, she's done nothing but being good to Danny. And even though this is subconscious, how do you feel? How would you feel about that? You know, somebody that you just only been good to has subconsciously been uh, torturing you. I just, I did not time. understand why. What was the rhyme of reason for these nightmares? I didn't. I that was a big thing that I just because there's two bears inside of you, Dan. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if she would have gave the bear metaphor again, you would have you would have understood. I, I, I need to understand where the hell that like I don't know why her powers just one. I don't know who this character actually is at all, Danny? and if this is her that? actual, I think that is her. She yeah, there's a demon bear in her in her story in her or not in her I'm, origin story, but in her. I'm gonna have in to her look lore. this up. Um, magic uh, explains limbo, like we were talking about. She's crying. I'm just crying. She's crayoning, coloring. She's coloring. Coloring. She's crayoning. Crayoning. Uh, I think that's the art of making crayons. But <laughs> but uh, she's coloring, and that's when she explains limbo and how, you know, things are more real there, and that's where she used to go uh, uh, when she was dealing with things that were too traumatic. Um, you, you see that Reyes is ordered to euthanize Danny, but to collect her DNA first from her Superiors at the Essex Corp, Nathaniel Essex being Mr. Sinister, another person seemingly too popular or too expensive to put in this uh, movie. Um, Danny confesses her fears that this isn't a hospital to Rain and kind of apologizes for everything and tells Rain that she can see things. And then she tells Rain what her 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 crack, her uh, her awesome plan, which is. I'm going to let them drug me, and maybe I can find out what's going on <laughs> when I have these powers. Um, to which, Reyes basically tries to kill her. Right? That's where we're at. Yep. I have written here, on the nose, rabies story. Nose rabies story? That is a little, little on what? the nose. Did that not happen? Yeah, That did. was on the nose as hell. It's basically saying well, when, you know, a, when a dog gets, gets too, too rabid, yeah. Like, I'm like, wait till she's passing out first. <laughs> like, you're giving this whole thing and still like... Put your head up, <laughs> you know, so I can put this mask on that's going to kill you. All this other kind of stuff. I'm like, this is a little bit too on the nose, you know, and then a dog. And she continues with it. She pulls out an entire body bag in front of her and shows her that there's a body bag out there. Yep. And basically, she could lie to her and be like, hey, listen, we're going to put you asleep for a bit so I can register your vitals. Why tell her you're going to kill her? Why, Dan? Just to be a mustache twirling villain, right? Just to, Just to twirl the mustache. So I had to look up old Danielle. Danny Moonstar, right? Who was originally codenamed Psyche, gotcha, and later Mirage. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess she has two abilities. It says Valkyrie abilities: superhuman strength, speed, durability, stamina, and agility. Right. Side link with Brightwind, ability to sense impending death in others, ability to repel death-based specters. So that is actual right. type of power, I guess. Uh, energy projection, magic immunity, weapons expert. As mutant PSI, which I have no idea. Psionic what... energy. So as far which as was shown in this mutant PSI goes, telep- telepathy, yep. danger sense, creating illusions, psionic bow and arrows, psionic bullets, psionic bolts, empathetic tele- telepathic link with animals. So I guess that explains her And that's racist as well. We'll continue. <laughs> ability to create solid objects out of psionic energy, and then former abilities: quantum energy manipulation. Oh, because that's a, that good. Because I have a question about the bear later on, so that's good to know. Um, we got to uh, do our research here, man. Uh, Danny starts to yell as as much as she can, and it alerts Rain, who uses her super scent to track down Danny and 
basically engage in every fight I've ever seen from two girls in the 90s, which is she just claws at the face of old Reyes. Bro, no, but that that was uh, some that was some body art right there, man. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah. And then magic kind of disappears from uh oh no, her and old boy, right? Her and Sam are being tracked down by the smiley men. And she's like, you got to do you got to do something. And so magic disappears and she comes back with her badass sword and just I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. I thought they looked the best and I thought she looked the coolest. And there's various points where I think Roberto talked about how cool she just looks in general. Um, which again was a bit on the nose. I think everyone knew how cool she looked, but you know, to each his own. And then from there we basically have the fight. The this was this was really it. You get the entire uh well I, a, a facility being infested by the smiling men. Yeah, I have um Essex Corp. Uh, is preparing them to be killers. They plan to kill Reyes. Um, the reason why those sentences are together is because Ileana found a file that said that she would be make she would make a great killer. Yeah, I, okay, I remember that file. And she got upset. And then her plan is to kill Reyes. I'll say that again. Ileana <laughs> found the file that said how great she would be at killing, and, and it then- got her upset. And her plan is to kill Reyes. <laughs> She'd be a great killer. She'd be a great killer. She'd be a really great killer. That's what the folder said. Um, what are their uh, planet Reyes? I have bloody exposition written down because Reyes is literally Yo, poured cov- forth yeah. with blood and still did, no. But I mean, her it, one eye is like yellow. She got a scratch. But this is literally exposition. She's literally like, well, this is the place, and the reason why you're here. Oh no, uh, that's literally exposition and, right there. And uh, our plan is to do the ow. Ow, my stomach. And I'm like, just die. It reminded me of that Austin Powers skit where the guy wouldn't die. He just oh, it really hurts. Sm- smells like almonds. Oh. I'm not dead yet. Just really in pain. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. <laughs> that's how I felt about her. Tis, tis just a scratch. Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> you understand? And she's bleeding out. One of her eyes is bloodshot because it got cut, uh, you know, carved through by, by uh, rain. And she puts them all in little force fields. Um, and they were suffocating them, right? Is that what was going on? That, no, she was keeping everybody else, but she was about to not suffocate. She was going to crush Danny like a soda can. That's another thing bro. I got upset with. She puts them in the force fields and then tells them, like, don't worry, I'm going to let you all go, but I can't let Danny go. Danny needs to get put down. Why would you say that in front of them? Why would? What makes you think that they're going to allow you to do that? Why wouldn't you just say, hey, listen, we all got a little bit crazy tonight. Uh... You know, I'll forget about it if you forget about it. And then go kill Danny. But she, again, mustache twirling, needs to tell everybody in front, hey, no, I'm going to kill Danny. Uh, don't even worry about it. Um, Danny passes out. Uh, they explain her nightmare power. D- don't you Don't you see? Danny has the power to, you know, take your deepest nightmares. She's been nightmares. doing all this. Yeah, oh, that was so that was so bad, right? This is where it all gets wonky for me. And this is where I felt like reshoots would have would have definitely helped this movie. Reshoots definitely would have helped this movie with this ending because you get the force field being trying to crush Danny like a soda can. You got this girl doing exposition and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, big giant bear! Demon bear. Big Danny passes giant out. bear. Demon bear. Demon bear kills Reyes. But then I put here, demon bear kills Reyes. But the demon bear isn't Reyes's greatest fear. Uh, Was the greatest fear of Reyes ever used against her? No. no, right? Nope. So she has no fear. 
I guess she doesn't have any fear. I'm wondering. I'm like, she's a woman without fear. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't she be killed by her greatest fear the same way everybody else was being messed with with their greatest fear? But I guess with the two bears, gotta get one of those bears. Yeah, I mean, there. not every bear can can be your greatest fear. Um, I have here Lockheed is real. Magic looks cool. I I <laughs> do I do like um when she's in limbo. Yeah, like that one part where she was fighting Danny and then she's like she went to go try and teleport herself into the limbo and you see the whole background behind her it's like apocalypse I do like the way limbo looks I do love the fact that that good old dragon is real another tag from last week another thing that calls back to last week last week we were watching uh, Daredevil and Daredevil had that scene where Bullseye says something along the lines of you're good but I'm magic, magic. yep in this it's uh, be careful it, it, they're magic and so am I and yeah, magic, you know. Magic, doesn't... magic the gathering. Magic the gathering. You know what's funny? I actually have it written here when group confronts Dr. Reyes, it's revealed in parentheses to the characters, not the audience. Yes, because we all knew. Because it's it's all expositional. We all Exposition. knew. We're like, yeah, yeah. That's and exactly then you get this giant, giant ensuing battle. Sunspot is finally like being his there. his self. Uh, Wolf's Bane is trying what she can. Everybody is fighting this giant bear. I have a quote here. Gotta get better someday by... Uh... Uh, speedball. I really like that that line. You know, he like decides he's gonna fight. You like, call you my doing? man Speedball? Is that his name? Cannonball. Cannonball. <laughs> speedball. There is a. Isn't there a Speedball? Um, there. I feel like there's an Avenger named Speedball. There's an. There's a a new mutant named Boom Boom. <laughs> there is a Speedball. His name is Robbie Baldwin. I know. Actually, I know. I know you yeah, knew. Yeah, you yeah. knew. You knew what you were going for. Uh, Cannonball. Cannonball says, "Got to get better someday," and I believe that. I have here. How do you fight a demon bear? Simple. Have Danny just say, "Stop, bear." I have. Stop. Uh, demons can't come in churches. Oh, the demon just came into the church. And I also have here. Why is the bear bound by physical limitations? He seems to be some sort of ghost smoke bear, but he can't kill. Rain in the confessional. He's trying to bite and can't get there. Were you were you tracking that? At this at this point, I kind of was a little clocked out for the second time because this yes. bat this whole ending battle is bad the second time around. But the whole thing is, like I said, n- there's no proof that anything that they're doing is affecting this bear. Not Indiana at all. There's no stabbing it. Lockie's showing fire at it. At one point, uh, Cannonball does something. One He's point, like, Roberto does something. Yep. And Wolfbane jumps on his forehead and tries to, like, scratch it. Uh, but there's no proof that any of this is working because it may not be on the physical plane, but yet it needs the physical plane. Because it's an illusion to... at the end of the day. That's what the smoke is. But then why is. couldn't it just eat uh, rain in the confessional? It, kept, maybe she was, it, kept, maybe it couldn't Danny reach was, it. Maybe Danny was trying to, like, you know, maybe. fight it. it. My head cannon would be, like, Danny was trying to stop it, like, it as much as she could and then she couldn't. And the only way that she was finally able to stop it was the same kind of way that Jean Grey ended up finding her powers in an X-Men Apocalypse where she's just walking towards the bear and all yeah. of a sudden, bam, all of her powers just comes out. Well, before that, I have he written here, nut up. Nut up. So nut up or shut at up. One point, at one point, uh, Sam looks at Roberto and it's like, are you not going to do anything? Like, you're not going to help join this fight. And Roberto's like, oh, you know, and um, he tells him to nut up. And so then Roberto's like, yeah, and he activates his powers. I put here, boo, because I was not a fan of, I'm not a fan of nut up to be the moment of the superhero <laughs> moment of the of the thing. But then also, he like runs at him, 
and the the bear just growls and smashes him with a paw. <laughs> so he's like, so he's like, he what nutted was that? down. He didn't nut up. He nut what down. Nut up. Uh, growl, smash, over. Game over. I have here scratch attack. <laughs> this is when scratch attack. This is when old girl g- jumps on the forehead, starts to scratch. I have written here bear is too big. Which then, Dan, remember this point I hadn't seen yet. I had not seen this ending to this film. I had only oh, this old, when this was your first time seeing the yes. ending of this so film. Now, so so Danny seems to be in some other plane of existence since she's passed out, and she is hiding in the woods like the day that her father was killed. Her father comes up to her in that same little tree thing and tries to give her a big thing, and uh, you know, like you could stop the bear, and she says the bear is too big. Dan, I got an epiphany. Sat there in that moment. I said, Oh, I got it. I figured it out. I figured out what's about to happen. Because she says the bear is too big. But as we know, Dan, as has been told to us, there are two bears. Two bears inside of everyone. So they I'm ready to call this mutant at this this I mean this movie at this point. New mutants, we're gonna need a bigger bear. Right? So <laughs> Tale of Two Bears. Yes. Grizzly and Polar. We're gonna need a bigger bear. So now I'm like, oh, She's about to be the bigger bear. She's about to summon a bigger bear that's going to take out this demon bear, thus completing the metaphor, thus completing the poetry that has been said over and over countless times. There are two do bears. We get a def- do we get two bears, Dan? No, we don't. No, we, we don't, don't get no, no two damn don't. bears. We don't get two bears why at all. Why don't we have two bears? Because she is the bear. She's the bear. They, why did she turn into, like, why didn't they, you like Vixen? You ever seen when Vixen has yeah. the big <laughs> animal spirit thing? Like, she couldn't do that. I have, I said, Danny wakes up. Stop. No. <laughs> That's what she tells to the bear. Then I have Sun's Getting Low Bear Edition. <laughs> wow. Sun's getting real low, big guy. Sun's getting low. And the bear just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I know I killed Reyes and your dad. And, and your, your entire family and reservation. But you're right. There's two bears. There's two bears. <laughs> I'm one of them. You're the other. There's bears. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Um, oh God! Bears, Danny, Battlestar Galactica. So that's it, right? That's that's the movie. That's um, literally the, the next movie, day. Yeah. The ne- I don't know if they slept. There There's is no, no next proof. day. No, there's no next day. The sun just rises. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they slept or what happened, but now it's morning. They look at a bunch of pictures that are, uh, you know, coincidentally right at their feet. <laughs> Each one of their feet. Um, and they're like, "Yeah, we just need to. Uh, that's that we're free." That's it. So they start walking towards the gate, hitchhiking, and we get the bear metaphor. And uh, the movie's again. over. The bear metaphor again, and then, um, boom, new mutants. Couldn't even get an X-Wing? Couldn't even get a goddamn X-Wing down here? I'm talking about, uh, what you call it? Blackbird? That's what that, that's what it's called? The Blackbird? Yeah, that big old black ship. Uh, the one from the animated series. The Blackbird. Um, Which they really did great. Yeah, so I said, I said in this moment, had they been in their wreckage, and any two X-Men, Dan, any two X-Men. I would have taken one at this point. Cyclops and Storm roll up in a car. Dog, at like, this point, I would take Jean Grey and Jubilee. Let's just roll up, and they're like, hey, uh, sorry we got here so late. Uh, seems seems like you guys all got this taken care of. <laughs> but um, uh, guys want to go to upstate New York for a little bit? I feel like this was really missing some actual X-Men star power. Not 
actor star power. No, like, like X-Men, X-Men itself. Dude, you didn't even need to give us – I don't even care about the cast. Yeah. I don't care about the accuracy of the cast. You could have hired two people that were literally at the drive-thru of Wendy's on your way to film the episode at the movie New Mew. And it's like, hey, I like your voice. Can you do a Russian accent? Come with me. Well, don't worry. We'll, we'll pay for your shift. They could have taken any Joe Schmo off the street and give us some X-Men characters. I don't need James McAvoy. I don't need uh, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Just give me somebody in a goddamn yellow and blue spandex saying, I know you guys went through a traumatic event, but everything is okay now. God, they could have sequelized this and given us some... Oh, my God. I think one of the most damning things about this film is what had came out literally when the day when it, the day it dropped co-creator um bob mcleod leoid i want to say is his name m-c-l-e-o that is how it's that, that that's how it's spelled right m-c-l-e-o-e uh, m-c-l mcleod mcleod yeah um yeah so he got on facebook and he said, I thought making it into a horror movie was perhaps an interesting idea, but not at all how the characters should be introduced into the public at large. But hey, my character's in a, in a movie. I never would have thought that that would actually happen. Oh, this shit broke my heart. I but then this. again, I was disappointed when they didn't give Danny braids, although I like Blue Hunt. I was disappointed when Ray wasn't a redhead with spiky hair, although I adore Maisie Williams. I was disappointed that Sam wasn't tall and gawky, although I do like Charlie Heaton. Um... He goes on to say, he says the casting is another whitewashing. Uh, the fact that Henry DaCosta was supposed to be Brazilian and is actually a bit dark skinned in the comics. He put, so basically, Josh Boone erased everything I contributed to the way the characters look. And now the movie has come out at last. And apparently, they've credited somebody named Bob MacLeod as co creator, not MacLeod. <laughs> uh, that they couldn't even bother to check the spelling of my name sometime in the last three years. And that can't be they fixed. Spelled, yeah, they spelled it Bob McLeod. Uh, Mac, M-A-C, instead of just M-C. God. Uh, and they can't be fixed. That will be on the movie forever. I think I'm done with this movie. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Not great. And not a great chapter in uh, the X-Men lore. But a great chapter in the Major Issues podcast lore. Gotta check that off the... Uh, I am so glad that we did this. Got to check that off the old block. But, um, yeah. Can you think of two X-Men films that you dislike more than this film? Honestly, I will still stay on my hill that this is the best worst X-Men movie. The best worst X-Men yes. movie. And that's, okay. I'm, I'm going to explain it in a second. Here we go. Okay. Do it to it. Now, X-Men Last Stand is terrible. Okay. That movie is just, just, it's just bad. It's bad because they go back on everything that the first two movies gave us. Character progressions are, uh, character dynamics are done. The progression of characters going backwards. They botched the Phoenix Saga. Yeah. Famke Jensen should not be in an, a monochromatic all red. Like I'm sorry, but that was just dumb. She had a red woman well, blazer a with thing. a red it's a big Phoenix thing. I should have went more for the comic accurate. Outfit than just a Burlington Coat Factory, Burlington Coat Factory thing. I just saw X Men Origins yesterday. It's hilarious, but it's so bad it's good. Almost X Men Origins. Oh, see, I I will always be on that one hill by myself where I say if you just let yourself turn off your brain, 
drink a beer or smoke some pot if that's your thing and just watch X-Men Origins for the ridiculousness of it, yeah. you will have fun with the ridiculousness in X-Men Origins. And even I'll even say the first like 30 minutes of X-Men Origins is sorry, the first 15 minutes of X-Men Origins is not bad. What brings the film down to the level of bad is the whole cuckoo kachoo shit. Yeah. Take take that whole love story away, take the whole side story of him in Canada being a lumberjack, take all of that away. And then just continue to give us what they gave in the beginning of the film for the rest of the film. Oh, that. But film. also, Wolverine is such a high marquee character that that he carries that film. Sabretooth is also kind of cool in it. Striker stuff like that. No, there was yeah. There's a lot of people that helped carry I that. Put film. Strike over Reyes. You know oh. what I'm saying? I'll put I'll put Days of Future Past Striker over Reyes. Damn. The one that had no words. Damn. Bro, okay, and then here we go. That what what was next? X Men Apocalypse. X Men Apocalypse should never have existed. People really hate X Men Apocalypse. I don't know. I uh, it is no, dude. It is it it's disgustingly bad. It's boring. <sighs> I like Cyclops. I like the I like the introduction of the new characters. I guess is what it is. Who is that I kid? Like... That that that's that Cyclops kid. He always he he kind of looks like like a mix between Ansel Eggert and, and uh, Taron Egerton. Yes, I know he's not Taron Egerton or Ansel Eggert. But he looks like a mix between both of them together, especially Ty Sheridan. No freaking way! That is Ty Sheridan, isn't that? Mm-hmm. Yup, that is Ty Sheridan. That's Ty Sheridan. Oh man, I knew I. All right, that, like that's the whole thing. Is there were... X Men Apocalypse? Is just to me is just. So you I... like this more than Last Stand? You said I like this more than X Men Apocalypse, Last Stand, and Dark Phoenix. Do you like I it like... more than X Men Origins? Wolverine? I do not like it more than X Men Origins Wolverine. Why? Because this this movie is not as entertaining as X-Men Origins. Yeah. There's a lot in X-Men Origins that I love. I love the whole boxing fight with with, with the Blob. I love the Gambit stuff. I love every time Wolverine and Sabretooth fight. Yeah. Bro, that's some of the best fighting in X-Men history right there. Except for how Sabretooth runs. It's a bit... Oh, the dog run? The whole... The gallop run? (laughs) It's a a bit much. It's just just a bit much. Oh, man. In my opinion. Bro, he steps on his bone claws. Yeah, there's a lot that happens. Like, that was was brutal. But no, yeah. So I I like this movie more than X-Men Apocalypse, Last Stand, and Dark Phoenix. Which is all three versions of Phoenix... In some way, there's something they botch Phoenix. I did not act. I kind of actively laughed, but I think feel like I actively laughed at Dark Phoenix a bit more. So I I, I meet you on there. Um, if you guys want to hear us talk about more X Men films, we actually have an entire X Men like retrospective episode oh, geez, that we had right. did. Yes, called Exploring X Men. Eventually, we'll get to the point where we go back and uh, do our best to cover the individual films because I you know First Class needs its own episode. Um, but until then. Go back. You can listen to our Dark Phoenix uh, review. You can listen to our X. I think we think we did an X Men Apocalypse review. Um, but yeah, go and check out all of our X Men stuff uh, there, and go to. The, there's only one place to go to do all that stuff, and that's the Major Issues Podcast. That is the official podcast of ComicBookClick.com. So you go to ComicBookClick.com, you get every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. You get our T Public store with exclusive merchandise designed by me that supports us, independent podcasters, independent content creators. You get articles written by myself, Dan the Comic Man, and GT Rebirth talking about all the things to come to comic books and comic book media. And it's the quickest way for you guys to reach us. You can comment on any single uh, episode of the podcast. You can send us emails. You can send all of your feedback in general to comicbookclick.com and we'll get it. And if it's good enough, we'll read it right here on the show. So that's awesome. Um, 
So yeah, comicbookclick.com. That's the one stop. If you already have a podcast app, let's say you already have a podcast app. And you're like, you know what? Uh, I don't really feel like downloading another podcast app for the Major Issues Podcast. Well, we're available wherever podcasts are found. That's Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast. Uh, we're on TuneFind. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. Listen, people, we just got approved for Pandora. Oh, yeah. We, just, we did just get approved for Pandora. So yep. there is no way you can't find us. Major no, Issues Podcast on Google. Just do it. We're literally two pages. Yes. Two pages worth. I want to give a shout out to Miss Thompson who went out there and grabbed her some comic book click merch, including one of those fancy little mugs. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for everybody uh, who's been uh, buying some of our merchandise and rocking it out on these cold streets. But, you know, the love from uh, our fans keeps us warm. So thank you so, so much for that. Thank you, uh, all of you guys, for everything that you've been doing in this last three and a half. We're almost... We just made three, like, two months ago. Three like, years one... with the podcast, five years almost with the comic book uh, click. Comic book click so, general, and you guys so. have you guys have shared our stuff. You've posted for us. You've commented. We've broken you've... over 10,000 uh, listens. We've we've sold over 1,000 pieces of merch. Um, all the support comes from you guys. We couldn't do it without We're you. We're still looking is... for the pictures of the merch, guys. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I know it's, it's, it's a weird thing to ask for, you know, like, creepy guys asking for some pictures. But if you guys have our comic book click t-shirts, yeah, we'll our mugs, our, our phone cases, yeah. yeah, we will post it. Reach we will out. shout you out just like we did right now to Mrs. Thompson. Oh, as a matter of fact, yeah, and I have another gentleman I need to uh, get at real quick. Yep, there you go. Um, um, his name is Anthony Ramon Williams. Anthony Ramon Williams uh, actually also bought some merchandise. He just got it in. So uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, we've been getting so much support. Um, it's been overwhelming. And that's why we decided last month to create the Comic Book Click Clubhouse. A place for you guys to get even more exclusive content. Uh, it is hidden behind a paywall, but only to support uh, members of Comic Book Click in all of our independent uh, content creating endeavors for $3 a month. You know what $3 a month is, Dan? $3 a month is 10 cents a day. For, for 10, 10 cents, cents a day, day. you can... You can, uh, you can feed a starving foster, comic booker. Yeah, you can foster uh, one of us, um, you know, and, and, and help us feed ourselves. I'm house-trained. I'm very housebroken. Yeah, we actually are going to... I'm going to leave our Dark Phoenix review free. I'm going to leave that as the uh, try before you buy. Um, CBC commentary but the next one that we'll have out by the time that you hear this episode is we'll have a commentary on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990 you get to hear me and Dan the comic man chat about uh, TMNT the, the heroes in a half shell I'm actually excited because I don't know about anybody else I love TMNT my entire life and it links up bro New Mutants Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, they did uh, their takeoff of Daredevil we did Daredevil last week it's all look at all the topical up. stuff so go to patreon.com slash cbc clubhouse listen to our first episode of cbc commentaries where we review dark phoenix free of charge but if you want to listen to that tmt tm and t episode you got to make sure that you uh support us join the clubhouse be a patreon you do not want to miss it 10 cents a day people that's it 10 cents a day uh and if you have that game stock stock you are you'll, you'll be fine you'll be fine um we're also available wherever social media, on every social media that's out there, most of them. Uh, Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books I am and not comic mistaken. Book media. I think comic book click is getting on Reddit too. I should Are have we? A, I, I'm trying to get us on Reddit. Okay, we're trying more. to get on Reddit. So if you have a Reddit, you can follow at you slash Dan comic book man CBC. 
There you go. That's where uh, we can talk on Reddit. I'll be posting. I try and post as much memes as I can there. Ah, I see. We can I do personally like a sub, have a Discord. What is it, subreddit is that what it's called? Yes. I also so have the a, kids are calling it it's the subreddits. Yes. The subreddit. I have a I have a uh, a Discord. Yep. If you guys ever want to play games with me, I like to, I play like you know Among Us on my phone. Check I have a Switch. Out. It's Comic Book Fan CBC. There you so go. So you can follow me on Discord. Uh, I'm getting us on TikTok. Oh, I'm doing yeah. what I can to get us on TikTok, and that's simple. Just at Dan the Comic Book Man or ComicBookClick.com. I made sure ComicBookClick.com was the name of my TikTok username. So, yeah, yeah. we're also at uh, Major Issues CBC on the Twitter machine. Yes, we're on the Twitter machine. Uh, our, our memes be taking off, people. People be you know, and uh, Dan the Comic Man does a great job in taking snippets of these episodes and making them into actual videos, so you can see what we're talking about. Um, and yeah. Thanks for uh, providing some great content for our users free of charge because that's what we do. But again, oh, man, I love doing this stuff. For 10 cents a day, man. Foster us. All right. Sponsor us. Uh, support. Do what you can. Uh, and but... pretty soon, the more pa- the more people get onto the Patreon, the more we will be able to shout out our Patreons. Yes. I would. I. I. It is my dream to have to say and thank you to our new 10 Patreon well, subscribers one and of, say their names. One of the things that we're doing, actually, you know, not to make this go on for too long, is that we're allowing people who are patrons of uh you know comic book click to choose some of the content that we cover when it comes to cbc commentaries or the major issues podcast when we have blanks in the schedule and we have blanks you know in the commentary schedule we want to know what you guys want oh and we will so listen we will take it all if you want us to watch i don't know the the japanese spider-man from the 1960s these commentary we'll do it these first two and i I have an idea what maybe the next ones are going to be uh, might be set in stone, but for the rest of it, we want to hear what you guys want us to do. But to be able to have that voice, you kind of got to pay for it. Ten cents a, there's now no free what nights and weekends. Ten cents a day, uh, three dollars a month, and you get all of that. So yes, please do it. Um, last thing, if you do, if you don't want to spend that money, rate and review on on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't like. Because I've been to the future, and I knew I know we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. But I can't tell you how we do it. It will mess up the timeline. Just know that there's two bears involved. And so when push comes to shove, I was thinking more ostrich. Now that we're finishing this, like yeah. I'm, I want to put my head in the ground uh, after this, like an ostrich. I'm feeling very ostrichy. Well, uh, the next, you know, we'll be coming up on some lovey-dovey stuff up next to coincide with some Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. Uh, Even though we're both single and alone. That's it. We're going into this month of love, Dan, because I love you. And And I I love love every episode of the Major Issues Podcast. I love every co-host that's ever been on. And I love everyone who's ever listened to the podcast. Um, And I think that's going to be it for today because my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Dan, the comic book man. And this has been our new Mutants recap and review. And remember, there's two bears. I'm sorry. That's it. it. No, that's it. That's what you need. There's two bears. There's two bears. Just, there's just, two bears. just remember that there's two bears. Remember that. <laughs> remember that we're the click. And remember that you, yes, you are worthy.